Welcome to Haven Today at Christmas time. What are you more likely to see at the table during Christmas? A group of kids chatting together or kids staring at their screens? I fear the latter. Could a cell phone ban help? It's helped to school in Northern California. In 2019, San Mateo High School banned cell phones during the school day. Over the years, teachers noticed some promising developments. Fewer cases of online bullying. Students have been more social in the cafeteria. Of course, there are always less distractions in the classroom. It is a tricky issue, I admit. I'm not here to tell parents how to handle screen time with your kids, but I do want to encourage you to make memories with your family this season. Sure, one-minute videos will make kids laugh, but talking about the meaning of Christmas will change a life. Whether you ban phones or you don't, be sure to tell the kids in your life that Christmas is all about Jesus. I'm Charles Morris, and we're wrapping up a series today called Heartwarming Stories of Christmas. Singing songs about the new birth of Christ is truly heartwarming. When we consider God could have left us in our sin, we should have been punished for pleasing ourselves rather than God. But God had another plan, a plan established before the world even began, and in what Scripture says is the fullness of time at just the right moment. Jesus was born to a virgin and under the law so that he might redeem us and make his children of God. Now that's the good news of Christmas. And that's the good news that warms my heart and I hope warms your heart today. In a moment, we're going to look at one more heartwarming story. All of us love the carol Silent Night, but where did it come from? And how did a broken church organ help it to be born? I know you'll want to hear more about the birth of Silent Night, and I know that you will be truly blessed to hear how this originally German carol helped end the fighting on a Christmas Eve in World War I in 1914. So it's a collection of heartwarming stories all around a carol. But before we get to hear those stories, I want to encourage you to pray about helping us reach our year-end goal because December 31st is going to be here quickly. And you still have time to make a year-end tax-deductible gift to this 100% listener-supported ministry. And as our thanks, I want to send you our brand new 2024 calendar celebrating 90 years of Haven Ministries. Yes, this coming March, we're turning 90. And to commemorate this milestone, we've put together a calendar that is a bit more like a school yearbook or a scrapbook, remembering God's faithfulness over the years. You'll enjoy seeing photos from the early days of the Haven of Rest. Check out our old studio in Hollywood that looks like a ship. And you'll also discover more about our global ministry, from Anchor Today devotionals to El Faro de Redención in Cuba. This yearbook-like calendar is full of photos we've never shared before. And every month you'll find scripture that will remind you of God's faithfulness to you throughout the entire year. So I want to send you this brand new 2024 calendar celebrating 90 years of ministry for your year-end gift. Your support will enable us to point you and countless others to Christ in the year ahead. Come to our website. Would you do that? Our web address is haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. There you can see some samples from this calendar for next year. Or call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And if you wanted to, but just never got around to it, 
you can still call or go online, make your gift, and ask for the Kingdom of God Bible Storybook Set. A great way to learn of God's kingdom in the Old and New Testaments. It would certainly be a blessing, not just to you, but to an entire family or to younger ones around you, to read, to share in the year to come. And now let's open the program with Josh Groban. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and And the soul felt its worth A thrill of hope The weary world rejoices For yonder remains A new and glorious morn
Josh Groban and a magnificent arrangement of O Holy Night. I'm Charles Morris, and this is a program called Heartwarming Stories of Christmas. It was 1941, and Winston Churchill was in America. He was visiting President Franklin Roosevelt in Washington at Christmas time. They were having a gathering in the White House garden with someone requesting that the two political world leaders sing Christmas carols. And without hesitation, both leaders knew which carol. It was over 200 years old even then. And we all know it even today. But how many of us know its history? The history of Silent Night. Imagine two world leaders leading an entire garden outside the White House full of lobbyists and politicians singing the classic tune of Silent Night. A little sample from Chris Tomlin and Kristen Getty. They're singing one of the world's most famous Christmas carols. But this famous song had humble roots. In 1816, Joseph Moore was a young pastor in Salzburg, Austria. It was just after the Napoleonic Wars, and many were recovering from that ordeal. It was a winter night, and Moore went on a walk in the hills around the little town where he pastored, and he was struck by the peace he saw below him. And that inspired him to write a poem about the birth of Jesus. But the song wouldn't be born itself until a couple of years later. Christmas was approaching in 1818. And Pastor Moore wanted to do something special for his church, but he had a problem. The church organ was broken. Thankfully, the church organist was a very good friend. His name was Franz Gruber. And the good news was that he could also play the guitar. So Moore remembered the poem he had written a couple of years before, and he asked Gruber to write some music for those lyrics. And so there it happened on a Christmas Eve in 1818. Silent Night was born as a church, a little church, sang Moore's lyrics and Gruber's music. Some reports say the organ repairman heard the song that night and shared copies of Silent Night as he went from church to church repairing other organs. But soon, however it happened, the word spread. The song was being sung all over Austria and Germany. And later in the 1800s, it was translated over into English. And it came to North America in a book called Sunday School Hymnal. And now it's been translated into more than 300 languages. And I find that a heartwarming story about a pastor loving his flock and making sure they had a happy Christmas to sing music to. But soon the Lord allowed it to spread all over the world. But there's another story. I mentioned there was more than one. Another story connected with Silent Night that I want you to hear. Lieutenant Charles Brewer never imagined he would be spending his Christmas in 1914 knee-deep in mud and praying for dear life that the Germans wouldn't overtake him and his battalion from Great Britain. But there he was, five months of trench warfare, a million lives lost in those trenches, and no end was in sight. Winters in Europe can be brutal and bitter cold and perpetually dark, and there's rain to boot, along with snow sometimes. Soldiers struggling to stay warm and alert as they sat in flooded trenches covered in this mud, shivering from a harsh winter. 
But on that Christmas Eve in 1914, the rain suddenly stopped. The clouds even cleared. And the British soldiers were treated to a moonlit evening as they kept watch for the German army across the trenches and across the no-man's land. Charles Brewer was only 19, and this was his first time away from home. As he looked across, he saw something glistening in the moonlight. He wasn't quite sure, but he thought it was a German weapon. This is it. Another round of gunfighting. I'm going to die. Another wave of anxiety and adrenaline. Another episode of prayer was in the works. But as he peeked over that trench again, he realized it was not the moonlight shining off of a German gun. It was Christmas lights on a Christmas tree, glowing in the dark. He looked again. Not just a single tree, dozens of Christmas trees, all shining brightly in the darkness. And then he heard a familiar song. Rising over the field, the German army was singing. Lieutenant Brewer did not know the words in German, but the tune he already knew, and he knew the words in English to Silent Night, the Germans were celebrating Christmas with their favorite Christmas carol. And instead of shots firing and animosity filling the air, it was a celebration of God coming to the world as a baby. And then the most amazing thing happened. The British Army sang back. with grenades, not with fighting. The British Army responded with Silent Night, sung in English, back and forth, back and forth, until the song was completed with words from two languages, two people groups fighting against each other. Some of the singing and sound you're hearing in the background is from a British grocery store commercial made a few years ago on the 100th anniversary of this amazing event. It certainly is emotional for me to think about it. The word had spread. The singing had spread. And as dawn began to break on Christmas Day, unarmed soldiers from the German-British sides all along a 500-mile-long western front left their trenches and walked to the other side. My name is Jim. My name is Otto. What just hours before was considered the enemy line now had become pockets of Christmas parties, handshakes, even hugs, well wishes, laughing and celebrating in the spirit of Christmas. Charles Brewer thought Christmas in 1914 would be nothing but fear, death, and war. But he spent that Christmas morning, like many of us do, singing, even exchanging gifts, and enjoying the company of those around. It was a small reprieve from the agony of war, and it was all started by the singing of Silent Night. There's a little video on this. It's about three minutes long. We've put it up on our website. I think it would bless you if you watched it after the program today. Well, what a picture of the gospel. Life apart from the Lord is brutal. We're trapped in trench warfare, 
always on the lookout for our next problem, the next enemy to approach, suffering, never having enough rest. The Apostle Paul put it, At one time we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. Well, that's what life is like, apart from the Lord, isn't it? Being hated and hating others? At the end of the day, if we don't know the Lord and His love, all we can do is hate. I don't mean that only Christians can have affection for others, and I don't mean that those who don't believe are malicious. But if you know the Lord Jesus, you know that your love for people before you met Christ was self-serving. You loved them because they loved you. And if they proved disloyal or disappointed you, your love was at risk. But in the midst of darkness, in the middle of the agony of life, we hear something. Not the condemning judgment of someone who's out to get us. Not the hateful speech of someone who's been deeply offended. We hear the beautiful song of the gospel. Christ the Savior is born. He came to the world. He approached the enemy lines. He was even unarmed. He didn't come to force submission. He came to give us his life. And he came to die as well as save And when we hear this Christmas carol, when we hear that he rose from the dead, we can't help but drop our weapons and creep out of our self-built trenches of defensiveness and suspicion and go to Jesus, Christ Jesus, the Lord, the Savior, the one who gave his life to ensure a ceasefire between us and the Lord a permanent peace. We can leave our trench. We can turn to him in faith. And when we do, he receives us with open arms, not just for the night, not just for a day like Christmas Day in the trenches in 1914. He welcomes us into his holy arms forever. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons and daughters, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. We are heirs, no longer enemies of the Lord. He gave us his spirit. We get to call him our father. So this Christmas, lay down your weapons, the judgmental glances you cast at your spouse, the sharp words of disappointment you wield against your children, the scoffing that you use to belittle your supposed enemies. Drop your weapons and put on faith. Put on Christ and approach others with the song of the gospel on your lips. Use this season to praise the Lord for his grace and to invite others to join in. The gospel and the gospel alone can bring us together all because of Jesus.
John Rudder Christmas album. Silent Night, of course, how appropriate with what we were talking about on the program today. Haven Today, Heartwarming Stories of Christmas. I'm Charles Morris. You know, Christmas is basically here. And that means 2024 is really only a few days away. Are you ready? Sometimes we can get a little anxious about what a new year might bring. But there is a biblical principle that can help. Look back at what the Lord has done. Look ahead and live in hope that he will continue to be faithful in the year to come. And that's why I'm excited to share with you our new 2024 calendar. We're calling it Celebrating 90 Years of Haven Ministries. It's like a scrapbook filled with rich stories and pictures going all the way back to Hollywood in the Great Depression, 1934. The calendar reminded me of God's faithfulness to our ministry for these past nine decades, and I know it'll encourage you as well to read stories of how the Lord used the Haven Quartet and First Mate Bob so many years ago. You'll also discover new ways the Lord is working with Haven all these years later. So it's my prayer that every month this calendar as you turn the page will mark your days for the year to come but will also give you a sense of what the Lord can do through just a handful of faithful people committed to serving Him. I want to send you the 2024 calendar celebrating 90 years of ministry for your tax-deductible year-end gift to Haven Today. Your support will help us point you and so many others to the light and love of Jesus along life's path in the year to come. So go online to our website right now, haventoday.org. Take a look at the calendar, pages we've put up there for you. Make your year-end gift, but ask for it, and we'll send it to you when you go to haventoday.org. Or call us right now at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. And a quick reminder, we still have the Kingdom of God Bible Storybook set. You can easily learn how the Old and New Testaments point to Christ. And I really believe you and the kids in your life are going to be blessed by this special two-book set with the illustrations and Bible stories that all point to Christ in this new year. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Come back again next time, won't you? When again, together, we'll share the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Isaiah chapter 7 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive, give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. The prophet Isaiah very specific about the one who would be born to save. This son would not be an ordinary child. He would be called Emmanuel, that Hebrew word meaning God with us, the creator of heaven and earth, born into human flesh. This was the moment upon which all history began to turn. This is the miracle angels were fascinated to witness. And though it had been foretold, no human yet knew what Emmanuel was going to do. Go deeper in your relationship with Jesus. Try out Anchor Devotional at GetAnchor.com.